0: Hey, church! It's going to be a great day in the house today. Have one of our great friends with us, Pastor Dino Rizzo, is in the house. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be so good. Those of you that haven't got to meet Pastor Dino yet, he is the executive director of ARC, and ARC is a church planning. Um, network that we're a part of and uh, and we support in a big way planning hundreds of churches all across America because how many of you know that the hope of the world are life-giving churches in communities that are reaching people and leading them to Jesus and, and then also there's a number of arc international networks now forming in Netherlands and South Africa and Australia and starting to plant churches internationally, and so we're honored to be a part of that. We're, we're big, big, big-time supporters of that. He's also a missions pastor, outreach pastor at Church of the Highlands with Pastor Chris Hodges, um, who you guys are, are aware of, and so just doing amazing things. Pastor Dino and his wife and their, their whole family, just they're amazing people. They're not really a guest here anymore. It's like family. Um, I probably could have just stayed home this morning and just slept in and slept in and slept in. Let Pastor Dino run the show today. Um, Really like family to us. And I tell you, there's no greater gift um, than people in your life that are like family to you. You know, people that love you and and you just laugh with. Um, Pastor Dino encourages me to laugh a lot more. I get too serious sometimes. We sat at dinner last night, just laughed. A lot of laughter, a lot of conversation. And you need people like that in your life. And we're just honored to have him here this morning. He's going to bring a great word to you. It's already been a great morning already. And so I want you to get up on your feet and welcome with me, the Godfather, the OG, Pastor Dino
1: Rizzo. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap. Life Point Church. Church. Oh, you can be seated. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm, that's, that's a big step right there. I'm telling you right now, the OG was about to plead for the Lord and to be with me as I climb those steps. Uh, everybody's doing well? Man, what a great day. What a great day to be in church. Welcome all those that have joined us at one of our campuses. Of course, watching online. Man, it's just an awesome. I love coming to this church. I would walk from Birmingham to come teach the junior hires. Come on. Just love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, thank God for this church become such dear friends with your pastors, and, and the team here is incredible, Birch and I, and my wife, and Israel, all, all do life together through worship in different settings. They were in Birmingham last week at our conference, helping to lead worship, and so you, you are making a difference. Uh, I love that you're multi-site. I think you've just begun to do that. Uh, multi-site doesn't say that we love multi-sites. It says we love people, and so we just love more people, so let's reach more people, so it creates other environments, and other services. I know you'll do a ton next week at Easter, and so I just love your heart for people. I love that you help people. I'm glad that you don't make church a maze, and you walk in, you can't figure anything out. No, there's a, there's steps, and there's a growth track, and there's small groups, and you, you help people. I, I showed up at church, didn't know anything. I I didn't know kind of the handshake or the I didn't know anything, and I showed up at like a minus 10. Everybody else was like a plus 10 in God, and there I am, a minus 10. Didn't know anything. We did not go to church. We're not church-going people. Uh, raised in a, a little city in South Carolina called Myrtle Beach, and we didn't go to church. We worked the weekends. and and so i never we i don't ever remember one time pastor daniel getting up in the morning and my family saying get dressed for church it just never happened so i showed up in church and i remember one time our, our pastor got excited on a sunday night and he was like come on let's shout unto god shout unto god i don't want to be in church too much shout unto god shout something out to the lord i didn't, I, I just yelled party I didn't, that's, that's all i had i didn't have another one my sister was sitting my she said you say party i said yes she said well well We'll talk about that in our our growth track. And uh, that'll be step 37 of the growth track. And Thank God you only have a few steps here. And so, make sure you jump on the growth track. Make sure you're in a small group. I don't think I'd be here today with you as family if it wasn't for a small group. I jumped in a small group. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So, you're in a great church. It's a church of integrity. It's a church of generosity, you're helping the poor, you're making a difference around the world, and your pastors are some of the finest people on the planet. Uh, I love, but come on, let's clap our hands for your, your pastors, real deal. I get to be in church, I, I, I get to travel some, of course, being a part of the amazing church Highlands, and I get travel some, being at some great churches. And I can't say this at every church, but literally, Pastor Daniel is one of the greatest communicators alive today, building one of the greatest churches. Everybody I'll talk to, us, said, come study Life Point, come learn from here. Our pastor feels the same, Pastor Chris. And you're just doing it right. You're leading with integrity. You have humility. You love God. You love your wife. You love your family, the amazing family. And you're just a gift to the body of Christ. I'll tell you, God is raising you up in a great way. It's an honor. Honor, and when you when you have a pastor like this, and, and I I know him in in public, I know him in private. We spend a lot of time on the phone together, talk a lot be, uh, together. Probably every other month, we're together somewhere, and uh, it's a gift from God. Your pastor is a gift from God, so you pray for him, stand with him, and uh, he's helping to lead our organization, Ark. He's a part of that leadership and helping us. Like last week, we had our conference. Uh, you help plant churches. So every time you tithe or you give or you go online to give, you do text to give, a portion of that helps us plant churches. So you give, of course, around the world and you help the poor and you do so many things here through your serve day, different outreaches. But some of that helps us plant churches. And you're you're one of the greatest supporting churches in all of Ark, uh, giving to, to, to church planting. So we planted 834 churches together the last 18 years. Uh, this year we're hoping to plant about another 60. Next year, 100. And uh, every year at our I want to say this because this is important. Every year at our conference, you have great communicators. I think last year, did you speak at ARC last year? Yeah, it was incredible. So we just had our conference in Birmingham, 4,000 leaders. And, uh, and that was a big task for Daniel to speak last year. It did incredible. This year, you know, one of the most important things we do is receive an offering. Because, you know, we, we plant churches. It costs a lot of money to plant churches. So we're wanting to plant more churches, and you give to that. But every year we do one offering. That's it. We don't talk about it. Churches support. And your generosity. You say yes to giving at life point and you give and you tithe, we can say yes to couples that want to plant churches. Because you say yes, we get to say yes. It's, so mostly every year, Pastor Chris does that offering. I think one year, maybe Stovall Weems pastors in Jacksonville. I think one year, Joe Champion did it, some of our senior leadership team. But this year, we felt in our heart, I just felt my heart, Pastor Daniel was supposed to receive the offering. It's one of the most important things we do at our conference. And Pastor Daniel did a great job communicating generosity like he does right here. And uh, we received $1.6 million in one offering for church planting. Thank you, Pastor Daniel. You're obedient, God used you. Hey, that right there will help us plant 30 churches. When you think about it, that'll finance 30 church plants in the United States and Canada around the world. Come on, let's clap our hand, Point. We're expanding the kingdom. We're growing the kingdom. Oh, and you're a part of it. your generosity. You're giving and you're you modeling it and you being the example of generosity. 30 cities are going to have new churches in them. Amen. Glory to God. So thank you, thank you. And, it's, and Pastor Daniel are just only speaking out of his own life. And, so it was, it was fantastic. Thank you so much. So we're doing well as a, as, as a group. And, of course, Church of the High. Our family's doing good. Uh, we were pastor for 20 years in Louisiana. Had a blast doing that. My wife and I and our family relocated to Birmingham about seven years ago and been on that team. Brought a picture of the family since we're family. Uh, we got to see family pictures, family pictures, family pictures. That's the Rizzos. Look like, look like a bunch of Italians. Come on, just Italian wedding right there. That's our daughter on the end. That's Isabella. She's a senior this year going to Alabama, cheerily. Come on. I'm a cheer dad. I will stomp it. <laughs> Lock it. Lock the wrist. I do a cheer small group right now after service here at Life Point. I'll be doing a cheer dad small group. That's our oldest daughter, McCall, got married to this young man, Trey. He's incredible. That's our son, Dylan. He's in New York. Sir, works at the Hillsong Church. Pastor Carl Lentz, who's dear friends with your pastor. And then that's my lovely wife. That's Delenn. We've been married 30 years this December. Oh, that's a strong woman right there, boy. Cajun. She kind, sweet, loving, little Delenn. Her middle name is Monique. <laughs> kind, little, sweet Delenn. Monique will fight you in the front yard if you mess with us. I'm married to that kind of woman. Love and kind, but she will fight you if you need to. The so best thing I got going for me are those who bear my last name, and I thank God for them. Nothing better. Hey, I want to talk for a few minutes. Come alongside of your pastor. He's been a serious king of kings. and. Boy, what a great message last week on Zacchaeus. You just did incredible on Zacchaeus. I watched that message. I re-preach a lot of your pastor's sermons. I used to listen to Furtick and other people. Now I'm listening to Daniel Floyd. re them all over the country and giving you no credit. Come on. People act like I came up with that. Whoa. Where'd that come from? The Lord. This is your great communicator, Daniel. Hey, let's all pray. Father, we love you, and Lord, thank you that you're going to help us to understand that Jesus is our waymaker. You're our waymaker. Jesus is the waymaker. So speak to us today. We lean into you. Thank you for every person here at every campus. Touch every heart. Let everybody know that they matter. Now, what's going on in their life, they matter, they matter, they matter. Help us, Lord, to to realize that uh, you're our waymaker. In Jesus' name, everybody said a good amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you made it to church today. Come on, look at the other person. That was your second choice and tell them, you need a little Palm Sunday. Amen, amen, amen. Jesus is the way maker. So I came to Christ and jumped in a small group. And it's a wonderful small group, kind uh, people and and uh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. The, 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 one of the, it was one of the associate pastors, and he did a great job of teaching. And so I ask a lot of questions. Oh, I'd ask me a lot of questions. I, You know, follow him to the car. Last one to leave kind of person at the small group. I'm that guy. I was the last one to leave. You know, people going to bed, and I'm still in the living room. Uh, you know, I was that I was that guy. And uh, one day he pulled me aside, he said, listen, he said, "Um, I want you to go home and study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John over and over again. He said, they're the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's the story of Jesus on the earth. And he said, because that's where you find out how to be like Jesus. It's in every speck of it, every moment, every movement is where you learn to be like Jesus. He said, because the more you and I talk, the more I realize you are nothing like Jesus. (laughs) And so, uh, so from that point on until now, I've always considered myself a student of the Gospels. I read, of course, all the Scripture, but if I've got free reading time, if I'm just spending some time, I'm going to dive into that. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four Gospels that tell one story. Each Gospel writer writes it from a different vantage point, just like you and I have a different vantage point on parenting. We have a different vantage point on things that we would look at, and so they have a different vantage point. So the Gospels tell us the life of Christ. Sometimes I like reading, especially right now, along a timeline. I love what we call the Passion Week. It's the week leading up. To the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Next week you'll celebrate Resurrection Sunday. You'll have services and, and you and I get to be a bringer. And you and I will invite people. And you and I will notice people. And you and I will pause this week when we go into a store. Or we have an interaction with a coworker or on our campus. Why? Because it's interesting how during these moments you see it at Christmas that the window of someone's heart is a little bit more open. So we want to take advantage of that by inviting and and, and being a noticer of people and, and pausing in a moment to lean in to see, hey, maybe I can be a bringer. You're going to have great music, and you're going to have incredible things happen with children across LifePoint. Pastor Daniel is going to communicate a clear, accurate, simple presentation of the gospel, and people are going to make decisions like they've done all these 14 years here at LifePoint. And guess what? You and I get to be a part of that decision. We are partners in the decision, and we're partners in the decision. Why? Because we're bringers. So that it'll culminate, this Passion Week uh, culminates in the death burial, the Friday, the Good Friday, the death, the Saturday, the burial, the silent Saturday, and then the Resurrection Sunday. But the week starts off really on, a, on the previous Sunday, which we would know today as Palm Sunday. Some people call it the triumphant entry. We call it Palm Sunday because it's the story of Jesus. When he goes into Jerusalem, one of the last times, and as he goes into Jerusalem, the people actually cut down palm branches and they wave them in as he is carried into Jerusalem on a donkey. It's interesting, that story, the Passion Week, it begins today. It's 89 chapters in the Gospels, all four Gospels. 29 of those chapters cover the Passion Week. So almost a third of the New Testament is given to this week. And probably one of my favorite is Luke chapter 19, that chapter, that covers when Jesus comes to Jerusalem. In my Bible, it says, as the king. Not the king that we know, but the king that they want him to be. So often people think that Jesus has come just to solve the problems of now. What have you done for me lately? Oh, he's he's so beyond that. Oh, he'll take care of our past. He'll take care of our present. But boy, I'm going to tell you what, he gives us hope for the future. And sometimes it's not as as we think. And this happens here in Luke chapter 19, reading Palm Sunday or the triumphant entry to us. It says this in verse 28, Luke 19, 28. After Jesus had said this, He went on ahead going... Into Jerusalem, going up to Jerusalem. This is the beginning of the of the Passion Week, but in that moment, it's the it's Passover. People are starting to fill into Jerusalem, and people are coming from all sorts of places, and they're moving into Jerusalem. There's probably most scholars say there's a million people in the city, and then there's a million people outside the city in the surrounding little suburbs, little areas, little villages, little little hills, little valleys. And Jesus is going to Jerusalem. His 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 heart is set on Jerusalem. He knows that in a few days. He will go to Jerusalem, and he will not, he will not go to Jerusalem uh, under the shouts of king. He will go to Jerusalem under the shouts of crucify him. He fully knows all that. He knows every day. He knows every moment. No day. Monday's not going to catch you by surprise. Wednesday's not catching up by surprise. Every moment is strategic, and this Sunday is strategic. So he goes to Jerusalem and says, as he approached Bethpage in Bethany, which is on the outskirts at a hill called the Mount of Olives, he pauses and it said he sent two of his disciples saying to them, he, he almost pulls two of his disciples, we don't know which ones they are, and he says, I need you to go run an errand for me. I need you to do something for me. How many of you are that person that when you're headed somewhere, somebody calls you to go pick something up? Are you the person, hey, I need you to stay back. We're going to go have a a fantastic time. You're waiting on the carpet cleaners. God bless you. We love you. (laughs) So in the middle of going into Jerusalem, this incredible moment, he pulls two disciples aside, says, I need you to go run an errand for me. He says, I want you to go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt. One of the Gospels say a donkey, small donkey, a young donkey, tied. He'll, He'll be there says, which no one has ever ridden before. I want you to untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say to them, the Lord needs it. That's interesting. You're going to go to a stranger's house. Outside of this house, by a doorway, a gate, one of the gospels writer tells us, there is, you're going to find this donkey, and he's tied to a post. And you're, you're going to untie it, and someone may say, what you doing, my donkey? <laughs> and if someone says, where are you taking my resource, my asset? This is my asset. This does my work. If someone says, why are you taking that? Then you're to give them the password or the code. The code is the Lord has need of it just in case. So they go ahead. They find exactly what Jesus said. There's this resource that's tied to this post that's never been ridden. And when they begin to untie it, the owner says, where are you going, my donkey? Could you imagine somebody getting up in your truck in your front yard? I'm a, I got your truck. No, you ain't got my truck. You got jail. I'm going to hurt you. I mean, Look what happens. It says, those who were sent ahead found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, the owners asked, why are you untying this donkey? They replied, the Lord, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus. This is amazing. They threw their coats on the colt, and then they put Jesus on it, and then they went along. See, Jesus knew that as he would go into Jerusalem, like Pastor uh, Daniel said last week, as Jesus was going into Jerusalem, Zacchaeus had to climb a tree to see him because of the crowds. The crowds were, were growing so much that Jesus knew the, uh, he could not get through the crowd. He could not get from point A to point B, so he needed some assistance. He needed a provision. He needed someone else's, because he had nothing. He needed to borrow someone else's resource so that he could complete the mission of that day. So he borrows this donkey. He sits on it. Why? So he can go through the people and he can get to the, so he can get to Jerusalem. And, and he begins to do it, and you, you read the story, it's amazing. A parade breaks out, and a, a celebration breaks out, and people begin to y- yell, a whole crowd of disciples begin to praise God in a loud voice, and, and their voices begin to say, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the high. They thought, finally, our king is coming, the one that will rescue us from Rome, the one that will deliver us from all of this pain, the one that will, will free us from this taxation. and and from the Roman boot and he will be the king that was set on the throne and will make our life easier and he'll run the Romans out out of Palestine and everything will be okay. But that's not the reason why Jesus came. He was born to die. Not just to free him from the Romans, but to free him from the bondage of sin That had a hold of their hearts. And as he goes into the city, we see this final little moment here on that Sunday, on that triumphant injury. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd, they saw it. It It's a teacher, rebuke your disciples. You can't let them say that. Don't let them say that. Stop them, stop them. It's too loud. It's, It's too much noise. Don't do that. Don't do that. And Jesus said, I'll tell you something. If they don't keep quiet, the stones will cry out. God, what an amazing scene. It is wild and crazy. People are cutting down palm branches and waving hosanna, 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 hosanna. People are throwing, taking off their outer robe and throwing it so that the donkey would be able to walk on a padded little parade route. There's the disciples. There's so many people. The the, the religious people are nervous. Ooh, Lord have mercy. The volume, the expression, the the demonstration. Mmm. What are these people doing? Shut it down. The Romans are nervous because they don't know what type of riot and what type of rebellion they're going to deal with. The, 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 the disciples, they're probably like, finally, we're about to get some praise on about time. Maybe we can eat somewhere tonight. Maybe somebody invite us into their home. Finally, we're going to make it. We finally arrive. People are, we're, we're no longer just going to live this today and that way. Finally, Jesus is, is assuming his rightful position. Then you got all the people. They don't know what to think. They're just a mob of people that's looking for just a little relief from the pain and the peril that they've been in. And then there's Jesus, who knows exactly where he's going. He knows what he's going to do on Monday. He knows what he's going to do on Tuesday. He knows what Wednesday's going to look like. He knows what Thursday is. He he knows when, when he gathers with his disciples in that upper room. He knows what Friday will look like. He knows Saturday, and he knows that there's resurrection ahead of him. And he does it all for us. And he chooses to borrow a little donkey as one of his last moments. I'm an animal lover. I've done a study. I preach one time about animals in the Bible. It's amazing the animals that are in the Bible, amazing the, the things that are, that are there. You know, Jesus will not come back on a donkey, it says he will come back on a white horse. And so my, my, my grandfather was an animal lover. He loved animals, he'd bring us animals. Every Christ, Christmas morning for about 16 years, I woke up to a different animal for Christmas, cats, dogs. One Sunday, I, one, one Christmas morning, I woke up and there was a goat uh, in our, our garage. He bought us a goat. We did not live on a farm. But he had a lot of eggnog. He was an eggnog celebration person. He looked excited. Was a, lot of, a lot of Christmas celebration. One, one Christmas he celebrated a lot, and he, and he brought a horse to our house. Tied a grown, a quarter horse in my backyard tied to our lawn furniture. I did not, li- I did not have a pasture in my backyard. I had a subdivision. <laughs> we woke up on Christmas morning. There was a horse just standing there tied to the lawn chair by the grill. What's up, <laughs> granddaddy, hitting that eggnog. <laughs> it's interesting to me that Jesus decides to borrow a donkey. The one that, you know the other thing I, I think is interesting? I, I love how Jesus borrowed stuff. I'm a big borrower. I love borrowing stuff. I borrow stuff all the time. When I borrow it, I just feel like it's a gift. So if you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to lend me something, the Lord bless you, because I'm going to see it as a blessing. I ain't bringing that rake back. Lord be with thee. That's my rake. All across the New Testament, Jesus borrowed a boat, preached in it. He borrowed a little boy's lunch, did a miracle with it. Hey, he borrowed even a tomb just for a little bit. Just go, I'm just going, hey, I'm just going to use it for a little bit. He borrowed that tomb. And there he is on one of the final days, the Passion Week. He's borrowing a little donkey. I think you can learn a lot from all kinds of things. I believe that if uh, God can use a donkey, mm, he can use us. I mean, he can use our life. He can use you in your workplace, you in your situation, you with your journey and you with your past, you with your present. You with your pain. You with your struggle. He redeems things. He borrows things. He changes things. Hey, he'll repurpose something. He'll repurpose our pain. He'll repurpose our struggle. He'll, he'll repurpose us. And he does this with this little donkey. So I, I wrote down a few things. I, I've got a big imagination, but I just see it right here. I think there's some things that we can learn from this donkey. So I, I wrote down uh, four lessons from a little donkey. I want, you to, I want you to write these down. Maybe you'll write them down. I think it will speak to our life. There's some lessons from the little donkey that I believe speak values into our life. Here's the first lesson is we learn about this donkey, that he had never been ridden. Therefore, guess what? He had been saved for a purpose. That donkey found his purpose. He had never been ridden before. I mean, all those, all those days, all those months, we don't know how old he is, small donkey, young donkey. We don't know how, how often he wanted to do something else. Why am I not like everybody else? Why, why, why am I not running in the streets? Ha! 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 Why am I not running with all the—I bet all the other little donkeys would come around. and hey, Come on, come run with us. Look, we got, a little, we got a little boy on the back of us beating us and— hold, grabbing our mane and hollering at us and we're all sweaty and dirty running through the streets he just he just unridden why because he he was someone else had something else intended for him no matter what you've been through no matter how much you've been living for the definition of someone else God's got a definition over your life He's got purpose. That's what I love about this church. <laughs> love about your pastor. Your pastor lives his life so that you can discover your purpose through a growth track, taking a step, being in a small group, being on a dream team, being a part of this. There's a purpose for your life, and, and, and he and they just wait. I'm just waiting. On, hey, wait on God. Wait on God. He found. His purpose, so fitting that an unridden donkey was kept for a sacred moment. You're on this planet now to live the life that God intended. Let us do everything we can to help you discover, or guess what, rediscover God's plan for your life. He had never been rid, which means he found his purpose. Here's the second thing that I learned from this little donkey. He was where he was supposed to be. Therefore, that means he was planted. Oh, we live in a world today It's so hard to stay put. Nobody wants to stay put. Everybody wants to run around. I'm going to run over here. I'm going to run over here. I'm going to run down there. All those little donkeys run by that donkey. Just tied to his Just wait. Come, come run. Yeah. Come over. We're, we're going to go down the street. We're going in the back of the pit. We're going in the back of the yard. Run with us. Come run with us. He just stayed right where he's supposed to be. Oh, my Lord, some of you need to stay put right where you're supposed to be. Don't go run after this. Go run after that. Hey, don't go, don't go. Sometimes you need to mute other people. You just need to mute. Hey, listen, thank God that's you. Thank God. But I'm going to stay planted in my church. I'm going to stay in my small group. I'm going to keep giving right here. I'm going to grow where I'm planted. You can't take a tree uprooted every other week, planted at a different part, and expect for it to bear fruit? You're going to shock it. So he, he was where he was supposed to be. We live in days that it's easy to run. We have a tendency to roam. To ret- Guess what? If we're not careful, we are prone to wander. The devil loves keeping you and I so preoccupied. And and that we're preoccupied with this person, we get involved with that. And we're doing do this, and we're and that we're never where we're supposed to be. When the Lord has need of us, we're not in the spot we're supposed to be. He stayed tied to that. I've so often. He just want to go come run with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just where he's supposed to be. Because one day. The master had need of him. The master needs? Wow. Stay planted in God's house. Stay planted in God's house. Stay planted at life point. Here's a third thing that I learned from this little donkey. He had to be untied before he could be used, which means he found some freedom. He had to be loosened so he could live out his life message, message his, his life mission. Oh, thank God you're in a house that believes in, in freedom in Jesus' name. He's a way maker. He'll, he'll give us freedom in our life. Freedom from our past. I mean, he he just, there were no he's not gonna live any more days bound up now. The Lord needs it. the Lord needs us. This is my prayer. God release us from fear. From pain, from the past, from the weights and the wounds, release us from our codependencies, from all the past hurt and unforgiven. Lord, put us in a place. You know, I believe Easter is such a time of freedom. Easter is such. A, it's resurrection. Man, let's go into the week. Let's let's prep this week as we go into Resurrection Sunday celebrating the freedom, worshiping God, letting go. I found a place of freedom. I found a place of love. I found a place of purpose. I found a place where God, I mean, how many days did, I wonder, when they took him out of the, the stable and led him to that post, one of the gospels said that he was tied to a post by a doorway. He just tied to that post, every day tied to that post. Everybody else going. Everybody else here, there. All the other little donkeys coming up there saying, untie yourself. Hey, let us help you untie yourself. Come on, get free from that post. Get free from that place. Get free from that position. Come run with us. Come, come hang out with us. Come break your Come on, go, be, be on your own. Be, be by yourself. Come on, run with us. And he just stayed tied to that post. You know what's amazing to me? He was at his post so Jesus could use him to get to his post. I'm glad that Jesus... Went to his post. It's called a cross. He went to where he was supposed to be. And, and, and he, he was, the donkey was there. And, and all of a sudden, he's there one day, and he hears these two men walk up. He's just there again, another hot day, another day watching everybody else. You ever wonder why everybody else is blessed and you're not you ever wonder why God's using other people, but he's not you ever wonder why other people's children are doing well and your children are struggling? You ever wonder why your finances are hurting? Why your dream's not coming true? Why you hadn't found your best to write? Why everybody else is posting their Instagram? Got my boo, and with my boo. And all you all you got is boo hoo. Come on, somebody. You wonder when when, when is my day gonna come? when will i when when will when will I be noticed when will when, when will I be valued when will when will I be cherished and he hears these disciples talking you don't know who there's two men talking to his owner and they're having this exchange and for the first time in his life he is untied he begins to be led away. I, mean, he wondered, I wonder what I'm going to carry today. I wonder what type of work I'm going to do. Finally, I have found my purpose. Finally, I'm going to, And he pulls up on a little crowd, and there's these few men there, and they place these jackets on his back. What is that? And then all of a sudden, the king of kings rests on his back. And for the first time, he feels the weight of a human. He's carrying the one who is carrying the weight of the whole world. And he's carrying him. And he begins to move through the crowd. And, and all of a sudden, wow, I'm walking on coats and palm branches. People are hollering. But I mean, he's like, man, I'm leading a parade. Whoo, look at me. He's a little donkey. He's been waiting, and all of a sudden, he's high-stepping. I bet he goes by all those other little donkeys who've been standing there, breathing heavy dirt all over kids beating them with switches, and he, how you like me now? I bet he's glad he waited. Oh, come on, somebody. I bet he's glad he stayed put. I bet he's glad he's planted. I bet he's glad he stayed tied to his post. I bet he was glad he was where he was supposed to be. He didn't go run off and follow somebody else or didn't go run off and get involved with something else or didn't listen to their negative or didn't listen to their doubt or didn't listen to their shade and their hate. He stayed tied to his post. And here he is leading a parade for the Prince of Peace. What's the last lesson we learn from this little donkey is he helped move the master toward his mission. So he made a way for the waymaker. Thank God he made a way. You know, you and I have an opportunity to invite people to Easter. I love these that your church has made. Now, I wonder as we carry this to someone else, Lord, that you could use us to make a way for someone who needs to live another way, who needs to find the way. I want to encourage you to to be a part of what God wants to do. Who would have ever thought that donkey would have been used to bring Jesus to the people and through the people? But guess what? God wants to use you and I to make a difference in people's lives. Your testimony, your life, your talent, your tithe, your time, hey, let's do everything we can to carry grace and forgiveness and mercy to other people. Because some people, they, they, they need someone to make a way for them. They can't make a way. There's a story I'll finish with this. There's a there's a, a, a show I used to love to watch uh, called uh, uh, Extreme Home Makeover. Ooh, I love me some Extreme Home Makeover. Oh, I'm a Ty Pennington fan. Brother show it with spiky hair, kind of highlight tips. You know, you got to love some highlight tips, some holy highlights. And he worked at holy highlights, decorative jeans, flip-flops on the workplace. Hey, guys, hey, tight choker necklaces. Ooh, I like me some tight choker necklaces. Show up someone's house who'd been through a struggle. Maybe they were a veteran of the war. Maybe they were, maybe they were foster care. Maybe they were precious people who took in their, their sister's children. Here they are living in a home. There's no appliances. A backyard's messed up by a canal. Or, or maybe the, the bedrooms, there are only two bedrooms. They got eight kids trying to take care of people. And Ty knocks on their door, and they open the door, and there's Ty. Hey! Woo! It's like terrified. And, and they're like, hey, Jones family, we're here! Stream home makeover! They put them in a car, bring them to Disney World, and the whole community shows up. Plumbers and electricians and carpenters and sheetrock, they all show up, and they bring their resources. They lend their resources. They, they borrow. They, they, Ty borrows their time and borrows their opportunity. They show up, and they do for this family what the family cannot do themselves. They go in there, and they begin to remodel and remake and do a makeover for a family. Family goes to Disney World. They call in midway through the week. They're on the monorail, heading over to Tomorrowland. And then Ty shows up on the iPad. Hey! Woo! Everybody's startled on the monorail. She Can't wait a second. Can't show it to you right now. Then they head up. Then, the, the, then, the, then there's the day, the grand finale. They get off a plane, get in a shuttle, come over to their home. They get out of the car. They're they're kind of holding their eyes. They go in front of this house that they used to live in. The ice maker didn't work. You know, there was no bedrooms. The AC didn't work. And they stand up and can't see why. Because there's a bus in front of the house. And they're like, are you ready? Yeah, <laughs> we're ready. Oh, kids are going, ah, it's, it's crazy. Seeing drones flying, people are like, whoa. And, and Todd's like, you ready? Let's do it. And then he says, okay, everybody, move that bus. Come on, light point. Move that bus one more time. Move that bus. And they see their home. Oh, ah! You know, normally the dad's like, man, I'll tell you what, Ty, I love you, Ty. Normally the kids are like, wow! Ah. And I love it when the woman's like a Christian. She's like, glory! She faints. Church nurse has to come. Y'all know not about a church nurse. Y'all need to come to Louisiana. And then they go into this home. Bircher's an ice maker. Got like eight beds. There's like there's like a giraffe in the backyard. Like LeBron James is making an omelet. How y'all doing? And we all cry, and we all get emotional. Why? Because people come together, and they make a way for a family that has no way. That is life point. That is Easter. That is an invite. We make a way where there is no way because we are carriers of Jesus. We are carriers of the Waymaker. Come on. He's a Waymaker for those who have lost. He's a Waymaker for those who have no hope, who have no option, who've lost everything. They don't know what's next. And we get to carry Jesus to humanity. Come on. Clap your hands if you believe that.